Generally speaking, humans do an awful lot without giving it much thought. There's a lot to discuss there. There's a great deal has been studied and written about the nature of uh, habitual behavior and unconscious uh, actions. Uh, close to 50% of our day is spent doing uh, unconscious habitual behavior and years of looking at behavior change in myself and in others. And I've seen that one of the most critical things, and this is going to sound familiar, is recognizing the unwanted behavior. I've spoken a lot about the need to pause in a moment and become aware of what's happening to give yourself a chance to change, to modify your response. You can't purposely modify what you're not mindfully aware of. And, but you can't always change a behavior even when you are aware. And that is as it was in the moment when I became startlingly aware of my depression. What could a 12-year-old kid do in the 70s with the sudden knowledge of a potential um, significant mental health problem? And that's exactly how I saw it in the instant. It was a significant problem, but I didn't feel like there was a solution. It never even occurred to me that any other person could be experiencing this or feeling the same way or that it could ever even be addressed. But just knowing has had a significant impact on my life. It didn't change how I felt about my place in the world uh, back then. And, you know, prior to that moment, I, I really felt like I'd never belonged anywhere. I've, I've mentioned this in past episodes. I felt like I've lived most of my life, in fact, in a separate reality from other people. Not really truly deeply connected and then after this revelation that I experienced, it was cemented in me that I had something to worry about and just how deep that problem went. You know, maybe the telling of the story actually gives it more importance, more importance of the moment than it deserves. I, I, I don't think so, but I can't really be the judge of that. And I have never spoken of this. It's strange to even say that because... Not a soul in the world knows this story. And I'm now about to just put it out there for anybody to hear. And it was an example of doing something without thinking about it. Not a habit, but more like a, a mindless doodle. No, actually, it was exactly like a mindless doodle. A phrase that I had been doodling without realizing it. And one day became just suddenly aware that I had been scribbling the phrase, dead end kid, don't blow it. Pretty much all over the place and what appeared to be for months. This was a shocking moment for me at the age of 12 that I realized I had been mindlessly scribbling this phrase, dead end kid, don't blow it, on basically all kinds of scrap paper and any notebook cover I could find. Dead end kid, don't blow it. I was literally sending a message to myself. I don't even know where it came from. I, I mean, I have a hypothesis that it... it it 
stemmed from my near obsession with a very odd gangster musical comedy in the mid-70s. It was Bugsy Malone, really fascinating movie. Uh, Only kids as actors. Uh, And there were a lot of dead-end kids in that movie. It was an odd movie, I have to say. And I was not a good kid. I could have been part of that movie. I was getting into trouble and I should have been getting into way more trouble. Uh, I, uh, I was seeming to get away with a lot of stuff, but I was not well behaved and I was angry at so many things. And I was also troubled by that in and of itself because I had a good family. And so I was, I was mad at myself for being so angry and so misbehaved. And you combine my behavior and the associated moral torment with all of the odd things that I used to do as a kid, odd behaviors I displayed, which I may or may not ever actually get into, but I was not in good shape. I genuinely believed I was not going to live past the age of 20, maybe 25. I was definitely a depressed, dead-end kid in the process of blowing it. But this realization... Looking down and seeing what I had been mindlessly doodling and writing all over the place, it scared me. But it more than scared me. I think it saved me. I think I was sending myself a message, and I heard it. And in that moment, I made what in retrospect is a very unexpected decision. Instead of giving in and giving up, I determined at that moment to not be a dead-end kid. What was inside me at that point in my life that gave me the strength to choose life over death? (laughs) I know we all have an instinct to survive, but I was a very troubled 12-year-old kid with a clear, established history of bad decisions and bad behavior. Yet in that moment, I made the conscious choice to fight. To fight against and overcome whatever demons I was dealing with. To this day, that is a part of my guiding principles to be the best me I can. To always be moving towards health moving forward towards light and to never let myself feel like I'm at a dead end. I I didn't, I didn't think so much of this at that time. I just thought, holy cow, I'm in trouble and I don't want to be in trouble. I need to not let this happen. That's all I thought. And in one way or another, The choices that I've made in life have been a rebellion against being a dead-end kid. (laughs) There is a lot to unpack in that one. And I'm going to get into how this manifested itself during my journey to get through college and continue my education. This work that I do every day to overcome fear and anxiety and depression always leads me to find light when I feel darkness upon me. And uh, 
thankfully, looking for light, finding light, like living through joy and love and gratitude, is a pretty good way of traveling along my personal path of wellness. (laughs) Yes, it is. Until next time.